Merry Christmas and uh, wish all of you at Trinity Church Dallas and for any of you who may be listening this morning, our most wonderful Christmas blessing to you. It's Christmas morning, December the 25th, 2022. And I want to just bring you a quick message as you're with your family there or you're uh, with friends this morning, just to talk about the indescribable gift that God has given us that we celebrate on Christmas Day. I was first uh, drawn to an article in the Washington Post. The article's title is A Decade's Worth of Photos Capture Christmas in America from the Joyful to the Bleak. A a photographer named Jesse Reiser toured 18 states over 10 years, taking images and pictures of all things related to Christmas. And from Oregon to California, he began to capture what Christmas is in our country. Here are a few pictures. Uh, The first one really is of a 40-foot, four-story T-Rex dressed as Santa Claus. And, uh, and so you can see him there. The next one I'm sure he took in Texas, uh, it is a cedar tree outlined in a burnt orange ribbon that says, hook em, Jesus. The next uh, image here is an image of soldiers who are guarding uh, Santa and his sleigh. Title of the float is called Protecting Our Dreams. But his most well-liked one, the one that he's found the favorite, is a picture of a house that on top of the house has Happy Burt Jesus. You see, the H-D-A-Y had fallen off and was laying there on the shingles, and all that was left was Happy Burt Jesus. He titled his book, Christmas in America, Happy Birthday, Jesus. And this is the only reference to the Lord Jesus in the entire article. You see, Jesus is the reason for the season. He's the whole point of why we celebrate Christmas. But so many of us have forgotten that. I woke up this morning thinking and singing to myself, I would never sing publicly this, but singing to myself uh, the Christmas hymn, Joy to the World. And I looked up the lyrics just to be sure that I had them straight. And here's what the lyrics say. Joy to the Lord, to the, to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room as heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let all their songs employ while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. For he rules the world with truth and grace He makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and the wonders of his love. This morning, I want to talk to you very briefly about the wonderful love of God. The gift is indescribable. We'll do our best to at least mention some of the things about it, but his indescribable gift, the wonderful love of God. In a recent post, Jim Dennison noted this story. He said, a preacher once told the story of a mother on her deathbed. Her husband stood by on one side, her estranged son on the other side. And in her last act of life, she took the hand of the angry father, her husband, and the hand of the wayward child, her son, and she brought them together over her body. 
In the same way, he said, Jesus on the cross took the hand of a wrathful father and the hand of sinful humanity and brought them together over his body. Now that's a touching story and uh, a nice story. Unfortunately, it's not true. It's not true at all. It's not what happened. The Bible says in John chapter three, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You see, God's motivation was not, uh, he was wrathful and angry and upset with humanity. No, his motivation was that he loved humanity. He loved the world. He loved the world so greatly that he gave his only begotten son. He gave us Jesus. Jesus was the, is the present that we all open on Christmas morning as we celebrate him. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in Jesus should not perish but have eternal life. That receiving Christ this morning, receiving the present that Jesus, that God has given us in Jesus Christ, that we won't have to worry about eternal condemnation, but we can embrace, embrace everlasting life with God. The Bible says in John 3, verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God's desire, his indescribable gift is eternal life with him forever, is that he loves you, is that he loves you so much that he was willing to sacrifice his only begotten son. Christmas is not something that mankind manufactured, but Christmas is now and has always been God's idea. We celebrate Christmas because God first loved us. Here's a few thoughts about God's love. God's love is a gift. It's a gift. When God gave us Jesus, he didn't give us Jesus because we were lovable or that we deserved this gift. He gave it to us out of the kindness, the gentleness, the patience, and the love that he had for us. His love is a gift. God's love is not just for a select group of people, but God's love is for the whole world. For God so loved the world, not God loved the Western world, or God loved the Christian world, or God loved the Trinity Church Dallas world. No, God loved the whole world. And he, his arms are open wide to whomsoever would come to him. God's desire is that none should perish. He's not slack like you and I count slackness, but he's patient. He's long suffering. Why? Because he desires that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance and all should be rejoined and reconciled back to him. God sent his love into the world to save the world, not to condemn the world. And so this morning, as we celebrate Christmas morning, we celebrate the fact that if we've received Christ, the gift of Christ, the free gift of Christ, the gift of Christ that was motivated out of God's love for us, if we receive that, then this morning we can rejoice in everlasting life with Christ Jesus. You see, Christ died for our sins. Why? Because God loves us. 
Not because we deserved it, not because we did something to earn it, but because he loves us. You see, your heavenly father knows your deepest and darkest secrets of your past. It's things that you perhaps have never told anyone, things that no one would ever know about, things that you would be embarrassed and ashamed that if it were ever to get out to anyone. He knows all the deepest secrets of your past and he understands and knows the worst sins and the worst failures of your future. And yet Romans 5, 8 says that God shows his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Even though he knew all of that about you and he even knows all the stuff about your future, the Bible says that he loved us so that while we were still sinners, he, Christ died for us. Christ did this because the Bible says that God is love. God is love. When we talk about love, we're talking about God. When we talk about God, we're talking about love. This is not just any love. It's not a brotherly love. It's not a love that we have for a girlfriend or our wife or, or some romantic love. But God's love is the kind of love where one person would lay down his life for another. It's that sacrificial love that he loves us by. He is love. And God our Heavenly Father loves us because it is His nature to love us. He cannot not love us. No matter who we are, no matter what we've done, Jesus cannot not love us. His love is unfailing. His love is unconditional. Jesus made this clear in John 17, 23, when He prayed this prayer, that the world may know that you sent me and you love them even as you have loved me. This literally means that God loved them, that's us, as just as God had loved his son, Jesus. You see, your heavenly father loves you as much as he loves his one and only son. And here's the point. If we had to do something to earn God's love, then we could also lose his love. If the Christmas gift of our Father was given based on our works, then none of us could ever receive it, nor could any of us hope to keep it. But because God is love, there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that we can do to make him love us more or less than he already does. Our Father sent His Son, not because you're lovable, but because He is love. And because there's nothing we can do to earn that love, then there's nothing you can do to lose it. That's a beautiful gift that He has for us this morning. Eternal life, life with Him forever. To be reconciled back to our Maker, to be reconciled back to our Heavenly Father, to be brought back into the family of God, to become part of the community of the beloved. It's all a gift, not based on your performance, but based on what Jesus did for us at the cross, based on God's gift of love, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In Malachi chapter three, verse six, God says, I am the Lord, I do not change. 
In Hebrews chapter 13, verse eight, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our circumstances may change, but his nature and his character never changes. His love towards us never changes. There's nothing you can do to get away from his love. There's nothing you can do, no place you can hide to keep him from finding you, tracking you down, because he loves you. His love is indescribable. It's impossible to comprehend fully. And one must receive it into his heart, into his life, and be grateful for it to begin to even understand the depth, the breadth, the width, and the height of the love that he has for you. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse 15, Paul pins this amazing verse. He says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. That gift of grace, that gift of, uh, that we receive by unmerited favor of God on our lives, that he's bestowed upon us because he loves us. And why does he love us? Because he is love. That package under your tree this morning, that gift that you are unwrapping, will be something that you may enjoy for a day, a week, a month, or perhaps even the rest of your life. But it is not as great or as wonderful as the gift that God gave you in Christ Jesus. And this morning, what I'm asking you to do is to take just a moment and with your family, with your friends, give thanks to God for that indescribable gift of his love. You see, that gift made it possible for us to be reconciled back to God and for us to be back into his family, to see what manner of love the Lord has bestowed upon us, that he has called us children of God. That's an amazing thing. Now in 1 John chapter four, I wanna finish there. This is how God, the Bible says, verse nine, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Watch now, he's defining it. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for all our sins. So dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. This Christmas morning, I just wanna encourage you that those of you that have never received the love of Christ, that you would open your heart, you'd open your life, and you'd pray with me now and allow Jesus to come into your life and into your heart, that unmerited favor, that grace of God would begin to work in your life as you received the gift of salvation. You see, just because he gives it to you doesn't mean that you take it. Or you've got to receive that gift of salvation into your heart and your life and allow Jesus to become the Lord of you. And so I wanna pray with you this morning. Lord Jesus, I thank you for every person that's watching, whether it's Christmas morning now, perhaps even sometimes in the future. Lord, I pray that the indescribable gift of God, that gift of eternal life, that was motivated by your love for us. Lord, that as they receive you this morning, Lord, that they would 
be transformed and born again from the inside out. Now, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for their life. I want you to pray this prayer with me. If you've never asked Jesus into your heart, say this, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Change my life. Make me the person you created me to be. I want to know you and love you forever. And I turn this morning from trusting myself to trusting you. Come now, inhabit my life in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, then hey, I want to encourage you to get into a life-giving church. Maybe it's here, maybe it's somewhere else. And begin to grow in your faith. And if you've already known the Lord, if you're out there now and you've uh, you say to me, Pastor, I'm a born-again Christian, then let's follow this passage where it says, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Let's be carriers of the love of God. Let's be ambassadors for God's kingdom. Let's be people who share his love with others, no matter what their state is, unconditionally, that he loves them and he's got a purpose and a plan for their lives. Hey, Merry Christmas to you today. I love you. Nancy and I love you. And we're so excited that you've joined us here this morning. May this be the upcoming greatest year of your life. God bless you and have a great day. 